In today's show, we're going to talk about the nine games from Sunday, including quite a few injuries, unfortunately. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're going to talk about these nine games. I don't really have any news. Like, outside of the stuff that happened today, which we're going to break down in each of the games. But I don't need to do, like, a news recap section unless you want to hear extended analysis on PJ Dozier signing with the Sacramento Kings, which you don't. Uh, we did a waiver wire show earlier today, so go check that out. But we might as well just, because we've got nine games of them, we might as well get straight in, and there are lots of things for us to talk about. So, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, we'll go to the first game straight away. It was the early one, the Sixers. And the Detroit Pistons was that first game. Obi decides he's going to leave after that intro. Thanks for staying for that amount of time, mate. Um, the Pistons get the easy victory here without Embiid. 123-111. Jim Harden had a triple-double in like five minutes, it felt like. It was really quick. He only played 28 minutes. 20-11, and 11, 11 assists, 50% shooting. He is up to number nine for the season. He's number 11 in points leagues. He's been really strong. As I said, there was no Embiid. There was no PJ Tucker. So they started Montrose Harrell. And of course, that meant that Paul Reed played more minutes. Of course it did. Of course it did. 24 minutes for Harold, 20 and 6, 73%. If you streamed him, great result. If you happen to stream Reedy, well, it was better. 16 and 12 with three steals and 86% shooting. Both of these guys, if they get 20 plus minutes, have shown that they can have at least some stream value. But when Embiid plays, they're not going to do that. Tyrese Maxey, 23 points. It's good. 33 minutes is good, but again, it shows the glaring, gaping hole in his fantasy game. Zero rebounds and two assists. He needs usage and great efficiency to be a very, very good player because he's never going to be a rebounds guy, an assist guy. He did have a steal here, but this is just not his game. And that always makes it hard for you to push into the upper echelons. I still, But I still have people now, I still read somewhere, hey, what do you think is going to happen? Like, Maxi's going to move to be the number two guy. Harden's going to take a step back. Like, why, why do we keep doing this? Why do we keep assuming that this is what's going to happen? Now, I do think that Maxi is going to stay in the lineup and Melton's going to come to the bench. We'll talk about him in a second. But like Maxi just is who he is. Like He's not about to ascend to become the best player on this team, as some people will seem to believe, or second best player. And I don't know why that is. The Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Um... 12 and 4, not great, but two steals and two blocks saves him. I still do not believe he can maintain this number. The steals and blocks are great, but the usage is coming down. We're seeing that come down, and it's going to get worse when he plays with Embiid and Harden and Maxi. So maybe there's still some sellability there? I don't know. As for Melton, it was a stinker. Zero points on 0 of 5 shooting. Now, 0 of 5 shooting is not realistic. It's not going to happen. I'm more concerned by the low minutes in the last two games. Lower usage here, no assists. And I think he's probably going to move to the bench. I would not drop him just yet because he can still he can still be a 12-team league player in 26 minutes. But if he gets 22, 
It's a little iffy. But the thing is that if Harris misses, if Maxi misses, if Harden misses, if Embiid misses, if Tucker misses, he's probably going to start. And that gives him an easy path to play 25 minutes, 26 minutes a night, and the downtimes will come when everyone's healthy. So I don't think he's a drop, but I get the idea of doing that. But I wouldn't. Thibault played 23 minutes and had five steals, but he's good for basically literally nothing else. So don't get too excited there. While Milton, Shake Milton had eight points in 25. For the Pistons, there was no Jalen Duran. So they did start Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart at center. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. It's a good game. 20 and 13. It helps when you go up against Montrezl Harrell. But it was a good game. He hasn't been anywhere near this good all season. He's barely inside the top 140. But there's a little bit of extra happening at the moment with Duran Bagley both injured. So he's worth a 12-team league hold. How about Killian Hayes? Um, is he good? I don't know if he's good now. You want to know where he's ranked? You're never going to believe it. He's the ninth-ranked player over the last week. Is that real? How is that real? 34 minutes, 26, 4, and 6. Three steals, one block, and four threes. Now, I obviously look stupid when I had him at number two in that draft, right? He's been bad. But now, he's actually good. He's not that good, and it's still stupid to have had him there. But he's playing really well. And as I detailed on the Waiver Wire show earlier today, he's a must-roster player. You can't ignore it. He's a must-roster player. The shooting's not this good, but he's a must-roster player. Alec Burks played 22 minutes, 12-4-3. It's definitely a 14-team league thing, but not must-roster in others. But what is interesting is Hamadou Diallo playing 27 minutes, 12-7 and seven with two steals. Now, I think those minutes are largely up because Jalen Duran was out. So that means Stewart's exclusively a five and Bogdanovich and Bay play more at the four. And that means more wing, minutes on the wing for Diallo. So I wouldn't get too sucked in. But I tell you what, I, I, Bay's not good. Two points, 29 minutes. He had a steal on the block, shot 25%. This guy would be... Oh, he's a, he's a great shooter. He's a great shooter, 3D guy. Big, big old guy. He's not. He's not either of these things. If you're a shooter, show me you can shoot. If you're a defender, show me you can defend. Can't create. What is this guy? I know that the absence of players like Bagley... And Duran should enable him to be able to get more minutes, but I actually don't care. And even if Bogdanovich gets traded, I'm not sure I care either. I'm not sure he's good enough to actually make me care. And Jaden Ivey is just nowhere. That, he's not there. It might happen in February. It might happen in March. And if you're in a strong position in a league, you might hold him and wait for him to come good. But we're a long way away. No defensive stats. Bad shooting. Bad free throws. 10-6-6. Six, six. The six assists are encouraging, but he's just not anywhere near where he needs to be. And if you need production now, he's not the guy to give it to you. Boyan played 36 minutes for 20 points, so a good game there from him. Let's do the second game. Oh, actually, no. We'll do the second one in a second. But I'll tell you, today's sponsor is TurboTax. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who'll do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes. Show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste, not taxes. Sing a not taxes a lullaby. Hope not taxes sleep through the night. Grab a saddle and ride not taxes into the sunset. With a TurboTax 100% expert guarantee, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish so you can relax. Feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit TurboTax, full service products only, video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Let's go to the second game 
of the day. The Raptors beat the Blazers 117-105 was the final score in that one um, in favor of Toronto. On the Portland side, Lillard struggled a little bit early, but ended up with 34-4-8, two steals and a block on pretty good shooting. Just 75 from the line, which isn't terrible, but when you're an 88% shooter, it's actually a negative. He played 41 minutes, and the starters played an absolute ton in this game, which is uh, not ideal you know, for longevity's sake. Talked about Jeremy Grant and his uh, regression coming. Well, 14-5 and five on 36% shooting on 17% from three. I think he's one of his last 11 three-point attempts. It was always going to come down. I know it stuck for 40 games or 35 games. There was no way that he was maintaining a 45% shooting record. It's fallen off. Anthony Simons, 22 points on 43% with zero rebounds and two assists. Part of the reason I'm always down on Simons is that when Lillard plays, he's a guy that's a points-only player who struggles with efficiency. And we saw that both from both these guys here. It's always a surprise to see Yusuf Nurkic play um, 38 minutes. A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. 14 and 18, four assists. We love that. Well, Josh Hart played 39 and had 18, 8, and 3. Good to see Josh Hart get those solid minutes. All of these guys, of course, are must-roster players. There wasn't much going on with the bench. Shaden Sharp had three points, and he is the only player in that bench group that scored. And I don't think I need to talk about them too much. Gary Payton was out. But the Raptors, well, we got big minutes, but can you believe again the big minutes didn't come from Nurse in this game? I mean, not again, because last time it was Nurse triumphing over Tom Thibodeau and who could grind their starters the most. But today it wasn't. It was Billups. We got 29 Scotty Barnes minutes, 22, 9, and 4 with three steals and two blocks. A great game. We had 35 Fred Van Vliet minutes, 14, 6, and 7, 34 Ananobi minutes, 14, 5, and 2 with four steals, and 38 Siaka minutes, 24, 27, 4, and 6. These are great games with great minutes. I can't believe it. Gary Trent played 36. He had 19 points. He had two steals, a block with two threes. That is the Gary Trent line. 19 points, great. Two threes, great. Two steals, great. One assist, bad. 38% shooting, bad. That is a Gary Trent line. He is playing much better at the moment. He is a 12-team league guy, but I'm always worried about how minutes fluctuate. The bench continues to be bad and a mess. Um, there's no reason for you to roster Chris Boucher or Precious Achua in 10 or 12 or honestly 14-team leagues. Boucher played 10 minutes. Achua played 11 minutes. Uh, Achua's minutes are coming down uh, since he returned from injury. They were higher. I know they're dropping off, and I don't really know why, but that's what happens when there are five power forwards or centers you can run off the bench is that you can just interchange and mix and match them. And that's exactly what happened here. But good for the Raptors, good for their fans to get themselves a win here. Third game of the day was the Hornets losing to the Pacers. 116-111 was the final score in this game um, in favor of Indiana. For the Hornets, the cockroach, Mason Plumley, he somehow just keeps doing it. They're playing him a lot more minutes, 32 of them here. 18 and 13. He hit all six of his free throws. He is the 45th ranked player over the last week, and he's not really going away, unfortunately. So Mark Williams is literally just a luxury stash. All right, we thought maybe we'd see a little bit more of Williams. We'd see 20 minutes and 28 of Plumlee, but it's gone the other direction. We're getting way more of Plumlee. We're getting few minutes of Williams, who had seven and eight with a steal and a block. Now, seven and eight with a steal and a block is not dreadful. And that's what gives him luxury stash ability. Is that it's not like Isaiah Jackson, who's not playing at all. It's like this is maybe 14, 16 team for Mark, but I get it. If you want to move on, move on. We always take flyers to see what happens. Jalen McDaniel, 17 and 6, a steal and a block. Good numbers. Haywood's return will impact him, I think, significantly. 
especially with Cody Martin in the mix, who played 26 minutes. Now, Martin's a long way from even sniffing 12-team value. He had three and six with a triple one, shot 17%. But the fact that he played 26 minutes in like his third game back means that he's going to be a mess with Ubre, McDaniels, and Martin eventually all contributing off that bench. Ubre is still a fair way away, of course. Dennis Smith got some extra minutes because Lamelo Ball fouled out. 23 minutes for Smith. He had four assists and a steal. What he is is a steel streamer. He's also a great block, a great blocks guy, but not a must roster 12 team player. While Ball played just 25 minutes, 13, 2, and 8. Shot poorly, and he's been shooting pretty poorly all season, but the minutes were well down here because of the fouls. He fouled out in the end of this game. For the Pacers, Halliburton, 16, 5, and 13. Fantastic. Turner, 29, and 9 with four blocks after a little bit of a slow patch. He's ramped it back up. And it was also a great game from Andrew Nempard, who played 32 minutes, 19 points, four assists, four steals, and a block on 64%. Talked about him being a guy that's available in 90% plus of leagues. I'm not saying he's a 12-team league guy because he isn't. But in 16, sure. 14s, probably. Yeah. Like the role is secure. Neesmith had four steals, 15 and six. That's a pretty good game from Aaron Neesmith. I still don't fully believe in him as a 12-team league player. I like him for 14s, but that's a good line. Well, Bud Heald had 21 points, but it was an off-shooting night. Matherin really struggled again. Four points, 11% shooting, two of three from the line. He had five rebounds and three assists, but like Jaden Ivey, he's a long way from being able to contribute on a regular basis to be a must-roster 12-team league guy, and he isn't. Duarte is almost out of the rotation, only four minutes for him, but with TJ McConnell hurting his shoulder, maybe Duarte can get a little bit of a reprieve there. McConnell played nine minutes and did not return. Jalen Smith got the backup role back off Isaiah Jackson. Smith missed one game. Jackson played well, and now he's DMP'd again, which is really frustrating. Of course it is, because we know that Jackson, I think, I think we know that Isaiah Jackson's got a significantly higher potential than what Jalen Smith does. Maybe we don't. Maybe we are wrong. The Jazz. And the Memphis Grizzlies. Good win for the Grizzlies, 123-118. For the Jazz, talked about holding Kelly Olenek, and he repaid us. 19, 8, and 5, 4 threes, 78% shooting, fantastic. You know, despite all of the shit on Kelly Olenek, all of the struggles, he's 78th for the season and 134th over the last week. But, but, he sprained his ankle at the end of the game. It's the same ankle he sprained last time. And the Jazz, it sounds like they are expecting a a decent layoff. So I would expect that he does not play this week. Now, the last time that he was out, we had Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt start together. We also had, I think in one of those games, Malik Beasley start next to um, uh, next to Larry Market and moving up to the four. So they are probably going to be the two options. Now, Kessler did everything in his power to show you, yeah, go add me. And then Linux got hurt. So 23 minutes, 10, 11, six blocks. He's got to be rostered. Larry Markkinen wasn't at his best, 21 and eight. Uh, in this one, uh, only played 29 minutes, which is a little bit frustrating. Well, Jordan Clarkson got ejected. I would not be surprised if the man on the street gets a suspension. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Sort of wound up and smacked Des Bain right across the head. He had 17, 2, and 3, while Conley played just 28 minutes for the second consecutive game. Is he slumping again? In a 10-team league, I think Conley, look, I think he's good, but in a 10-teamer, I don't think you need to deal with him. It's too much ups and downs. Seven points, eight assists. Vanderbilt had 12, 8, and 4, which is not bad, but 6 of 10 from the line is really poor. He's still a 12-team league guy. And remember, um, well, not, you don't remember, but I tweeted about it, and I talked about it on the Waiver Wire show today about Oshai Baji, how he uh, was perfect shooting last game and missed one shot the game before that. Well, in this one, he only took two shots, and he missed them both. And there's just nothing else here. He's I don't know if you added him in 12s. I hope you didn't. I don't know if you added him in 14s. I hope you didn't. I don't know if you added him in 16-team leagues. Honestly, I hope you didn't, because... I just don't think he's anywhere near being able to contribute on a fantasy uh, basis. 
Um, Beasley got his minutes back up, 27 of them here, 15, 2, and 3 with two steals. He still remains a streamer, although if Olenek is out, as I expect, Beasley's value should rise a little bit. But then we have to deal with Colin Sexton returning. And in this game, Alexander Walker got back into the rotation. So after he looked like, hey, he might be a strong uh, stream for the week with four games and four quality games, he sat out two of them. And then in this one, he added 11, 2, and 4, two steals and a block for complete frustration. That's because Horton Tucker was out. And the Alexander Walker, Horton Tucker, Agbaji bench rotation group, when you've got to add Sexton back in there, there's still a lot of unknowns in that group. For the Grizzlies, no Steve Adams, no Ja Morant, no Brandon Clarks. So of course, Tyus Jones went off. 21, 2, and 6 with four steals. It is a back-to-back. -back. They play tomorrow, and Bain might sit. So Jones is worth a grab. Morant might sit as well. Desi had 24, 6, and 9 with two steals and a block. Good to see him get back over 30 minutes and play well. Well, the big fella, Jaron Jackson Jr., 19 and 8, three steals and five blocks. And 17 shot attempts is amazing. He has been unbelievably good. I cannot believe how good he's been. They did start Xavier T. Illman as the center with Adams and Clark out. Nine points, but nine rebounds and three steals. He's at least a deep league stream if these guys happen to remain out. Well, Johnny Conchar did nothing, five points in 16 minutes. And Dylan Brooksy Brooks... Now I can uh, officially do it. The world. Just the same shitness. 15, 3, and 2, 33% shooting, 1 of 2 from the line. Really hard. The positives don't outweigh the negatives in terms of 12-team value. Points leagues maybe, maybe is a 12-team points league guy, but for category leagues, he almost definitely is not. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bilpa. Delicious treats. We love them. Do we like putting on weight? Not really. Do we like calories? Nah. Well, we like a little bit of calories, otherwise we die. But you know what I mean. We don't like excessive calories or excessive sugar or excessive fat. But it's excessive taste, throw it at me. Hit me in the face with it. And that's what Built Bar delivers. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's their secret. Now, these guys don't really know what a secret is because they're telling everybody, all their competitors, hey guys, the reason we're so good is because we cover in 100% real chocolate. But who cares? They know they can't be beaten for taste. They know they can't be beaten for the delicious healthiness of their protein bars. And now you don't even have to order them online. You can just stroll straight into a Walmart, go up to the pharmacy section, bang the desk, give me a four box bar of Built Bars. And I go, Built Bars, mate, we're at a rush on them. They're so good. Go and grab one. There's some cookies and cream over there. There's double chocolate or there's coconut puffs. You gotta have one of each. And then the guy goes, hey, you know you can get a 13 bar box at Sam's Club? I, I didn't know that. All right, go to Sam's Club and you can find it, but there's different flavors. There's the churro box with 13 bars and there is the brownie batter. So head to built.com, look at everything that's available. There's tons of stuff. But you can also go to Walmart and also go to Sam's Club to get Built Bar because Built Bar is, like you, like me, built different. Let's go to the next game. Uh, this was a shit show for injuries. Not good at all. Brooklyn, Miami. The Nets win on a Royce O'Neal putback. 102-101, but the story there is Kevin Durant with a knee injury. Um, yeah. Jimmy Butler sort of fell into it sideways, and it looked almost like the classic MCL knee ligament injury mechanism. I can't sit here and tell you that's what it is, but I can sit here and tell you that Jeff Stotts in street clothes, the athletic trainer who um, you know, worked, has worked for NBA, NBA team for multiple years, said that what is probably going to happen here is they'll be doing an MRI to check on the um, uh, the function of the MCL. Um, and we'll see. Which is not, it's, it's not great to see, to see that sort of thing. To see the word MCL thrown out there, which of course is like a four to six week injury usually. 
if not more. I can't say that for sure because we don't know he's having the MRI. But he did sort of play two possessions on that knee injury. Stayed in the game and then went straight to the locker room, went in there, went, yeah, you ruled out straight away. They don't play till Thursday. Now, he's having an MRI tomorrow, so we should get some information. I would brace. I would brace for grade one MCL. That is just a complete guess from someone who just watches a lot of sport with some sort of medical background. Understanding that I'm getting some information from some other people who watch this stuff all the time. Um, that's that's he's going to miss time. I, there's almost no doubt. They only played two games this week. We know that we talked about it on the week preview show. So whoever you add, it's not they're not going to be particularly good or useful. And I don't actually know who they're going to replace him with. I think they will probably push Royce O'Neill to the three and start Seth Curry or Joe Harris. And at the moment, Curry is getting the advantage over Harris. But it will be more minutes for Curry. It'll be more minutes for Harris. It'll be more minutes for Royce O'Neill, maybe, but he's already playing 35 and probably just more usage for him. And then more opportunity for Tony Warren. Would I love to grab any of those guys? Like, not really. Like, maybe O'Neill's a 12-team grab. Like, in 14 teams? Yes. Curry, clearly. Warren, clearly. Clearly 14-team league ads. But in 12s, I'm not, I'm not really convinced. It's a lot of the time someone gets injured, worse players replace them, and they can't do enough to stay there. You'll see maybe a little bit more from Simmons, a little bit more usage from Kyrie, and then you'll have a big Seth game and a big Joe Harris game, a big TJ game, a big Royce game. It'll be all over the place, I think. If I was to prioritize, I don't think TJ is ready for 30 plus minutes. I don't think he's able to play that. I'd probably go Curry, Warren, Harris of the guys who are widely available. There is Yuta Watanabe as well. I don't really, even if Yuta was to play 26 minutes, I don't believe he's going to main or be a 12-team league player. He's shooting 55 or 53% from three this season, which is going to come down, I can assure you. He's not really doing huge amounts in other areas to make up for when that does happen. Now, onto the actual game itself. O'Neal had only eight points, but six assists, one steal, two blocks. Shot 27%. His shooting continues to be a real worry. Irving had 29 with six assists and six threes, while Claxton had 13, 11 with three blocks, just doing the Claxton thing. Simmons played 29, four points. Yuck. Seven rebounds, seven assists, and a block. That's really what you get him for. He's going to need to do more with Durant out, though. TJ Warren, only 18 minutes. That's where I go, oh, okay, that's not great. He was a minus 16. He had 29 usage. Can he actually play more minutes? Well, he can, because he's played 25, 26, but it wasn't really working. 10 and three, one rebound. He had two steals. Actually, maybe he is the guy over Curry, but it's it's borderline. 14 points for Seth in 24 minutes, while Joe Harris played 13 minutes for four four, uh, four points. Yuta played 19 minutes for three points. Like These are just Yuta, Harris, Warren, Curry. They're all going to have to accept more of a role. Markeith Morris might play a little bit more as well. And I'm not sure anyone's a must-go-and-grab guy. For the Heat, two injuries in this one. Bam Adebayo hurt his hand. And didn't play the final five minutes of the game. He said that it was something that had been bothering him for a while. And they seemed resigned to him missing some time. He said, it's sort of day-to-day and I don't expect to miss much time. But that almost, to me, rules him out of the next game. Tyler Hero slipped on a wet spot, hurt his knee. He said, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. As he sits there with his knee strapped up after the game. How many times have we heard players say this? That's why when Bam goes, yeah, look, it's, it's day-to-day. It hurts, it hurts a lot. We go, oh, he's missing time. Hero's out there going, it's fine, no injury. No injury. That's why it's strapped up. Yeah, Tyler, no injury. I often go around with my knees strapped up for no reason. So we need to watch those ones. Now, with Bam out, Orlando Robinson was the backup center, not Dwayne Dedman. Robinson played 20 minutes. He had six and nine. He would be a 12-team league guy. 
Yurtseven's out. Jovic is out. Deadman's been getting absolutely cooked. Robinson, in 25 minutes, I think is a 12-team league flyer type. I don't know how much Bam's going to miss. It doesn't appear like a long period of time. And x-rays were negative. But it looks like we might get a game out of him. Oladipo played 27 minutes only. Had some foul trouble. Eight points on 20% shooting. This is going to be the issue with him. But six assists, three steals. Assists, steals, some blocks. Probably worth a 12-team ad if he's not already rostered. Jim Butler, 26-8 and eight with two steals. While Highsmith replaced Caleb Martin. But basically with Martin out, they just play Butler at the four. 18 minutes for Highsmith with 10 points. So nothing there. While Max Struess had 10 points with two triples. These are... Uh, Struess is just like a 14-team league player. Um, definitely not someone I'm looking at as a 12-team league guy. Let's go to the next game. The Mavericks and the Thunder. The Thunder get another victory. They've won 18 games. 120 to 109. Um, Luca was out resting. We, we knew that was going to happen. They didn't, unfortunately, start Jaden Hardy, but they gave him good minutes, 27 minutes, and he did nothing. Nine points on 25% shooting. Four of six from the line, nine, two, and three. He can score, but when you can only score, when you can't do much else, if it doesn't go in, things look ugly. And that's exactly what happened here. He is just a deeper league guy. If you added him for today, feel free to drop. Christian Wood, 39 minutes, 27 and 16. Cool. No blocks though. And uh, Dinwiddie, 36 minutes, 21, three and eight. Poor shooting, good free throws. They're always going to step up with Luca out. Tim Hardaway, 9-10 and 5-4-3. Pretty good result if you streamed him for the weekend back-to-back. Now he just moves back into the streaming territory while Bullock played 33 minutes and continues to be one of the worst fantasy producers in the NBA. Nine points with three threes while Dwight Powell started in Doncic's place. Six and six in 25 minutes. Did not take a single shot, but got to the line eight times. Obviously, he is not providing any fantasy value. For the Thunder, a lot of mix-ups before the game. And the beat reporter said Jalen Pig-Williams is starting. The official lineup sheet said Kenrich Williams was starting. Another reporter said, no, Kenrich Williams is starting. Then another reporter said, no, it's Pig Williams starting. Then the original reporter who said Kenrich was starting said, sorry, I mistweeted. It's actually Jalen Williams. And then they all corrected themselves and said, no, we're actually all wrong. It was Kenrich. So there you go. That was a fun time. Kenrich Williams played 25 minutes, 14 and 9 with two threes. And he's top 100 over the last week. Now, I don't really trust the rotation, but what I am trusting, he's playing 21, 22 a night. Much like the way that uh, the Bronco, Jalen Williams, was playing 27, 28 a night, whether he was starting or coming off the bench. And if you're in a... Well, Kenrich Williams is available everywhere. If you're in a 14-team league, it's not a bad move on this little hot streak that he's on with no other centers. Shea had 33, 5, and 5 with two blocks, a great game, but everyone else's minutes were all over the shop. We had just 25 minutes from the Bronco, 10, 4, and 2. Broncos country... Let's ride. But he blocked three shots. He's a 12-team player. Josh Giddy, just 26 minutes, 10-5-5. and five. That's frustrating. Lou Dort, 18-5-1 on 35%. Continues to be just an absolute handicap in the percentages and doesn't do enough in other areas to justify being a 12-team league guy outside of points leagues. He's a 14-team category, a 12-team points league player. But then we've got 15 or 16 Aaron Wiggins minutes, 14 Trey Mann minutes, Mike Muscala went from starting to playing 11 minutes. We can't really trust Muscala, Omarui, Joe, Giddy. Oh, not Giddy. Even, well, we can't even trust Giddy. Wiggins, Mann, Lindy Waters played 21 minutes and had uh, two blocks and two threes. He's had a few moments at times. Then he goes out of the rotation. There's too many guys that are all over the shop to feel any level of confidence in their ongoing production and uh, value. It's just 
you have a crack. Like Kenrich is maybe pushing up to be a little bit reliable, but even then, I'm I'm not like fully convinced on that. The next game is the Thunder. No, it's not. What am I talking about? That's not the Thunder's logo. That is the Minnesota Timberwolves. They end up beating the Houston Rockets 104-96, the final score. Goose, Anthony Edwards. Um, 37 minutes, 21 and four, three threes, one steal, two blocks. Great. 32% shooting is not, but they basically said he wasn't playing. He said he's going to sit next game. And then he got upgraded to questionable, and then he played. And played a lot of minutes. Hopefully he didn't do any damage. Kyle Anderson, 6-6-6 six, six, six with four steals and a block. He's a 12-team league player. Naz Reed returned and played 10 minutes. Huh. Is it the back injury? Or is it the fact that Torian Prince is back? 6-5 and five for Reed. It makes it a little bit hard to hold on if he's playing only 10 minutes. In fact, I probably wouldn't. As for Prince, 14 points, 4 assists, 27 minutes. 16 teamers, you want to pay attention there. While McDaniels had 12 and 9. Just one of three from the line, which hurts when Gobert, 38 minutes for Rudy. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. 18 and 11, 67% shooting. He blocked a shot. He is not quite back to his best, but he has still been top 50 this season. Obviously higher when you punt free throws. Hasn't been as big a disaster. For the Timberwolves, different story. But for fantasy, it's still been bad, but not as bad as we might expect. Kevin Porter Jr. for the... Okay, actually, before I get into the Rockets. Um, how This team's two best prospects are neither of the guys... Or sorry, the the how do I phrase this? The two young players who are playing the best for this team, neither of them are their top three draft picks from the last two years. Um, so that's, yeah... That's frustrating, isn't it? It must be frustrating as a Rockets fan. Because their best players at the moment are Kevin Porter Jr., Cousin Kev, who had 25, 6, and 5 with 5 threes, and the delicate dancer, Alperen Sengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. 18 and 8 with a block. 35 minutes, importantly, for Sengun. Jalen Green? Just, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he can't ever shoot. 9, 5, and 5 on 27%. Did not attempt a single free throw. Remains outside the top 125 this season. If you want to drop it because of the negativity he's producing in field goals, I get it. You probably do have to be punting field goal percentage. I'd try and trade him, but he hasn't taken any steps forward at all, really. And then Jabari Smith, 9-6, and six, 33%. The field goal percentage remains a disaster. Now he had three steals and a block, and these guys are pretty locked into roles. But the production is so bad. I, I get, like in a 10-team league, I, I think you could move on and not actually feel guilt. I'm still hoping, but maybe I'm just hoping too much that things improve as we move forward. There was some glimpses for Green at one point, and he's fallen back away. There were glimpses for Smith, and they've fallen back away as well. Jay Sean Tate, 18 minutes. KJ Martin, 22 minutes. Tari, preseason, 16 minutes. None of them are 12-team league guys. Tate isn't. Eason isn't. Eason's losing steam here. It doesn't, I don't even care if Eric Gordon gets traded. Easton's not going to be the guy this season. Um, and KJ had 12 and 5. That's great, but there's just not enough happening. While Gordon had 11 points in 29 minutes, and continues to thieve starting minutes away from other players that probably need them. Um, the next game was the Cavs smacking the Suns. 112-98. Cleveland welcomed back Donovan Mitchell after a one-game absence. 
He only had to play 30 minutes. He had 22, 2, and 2 with two threes. That one of the biggest Richie Benos I've ever seen. Two for two, two, two. Um, well, Darius Garland had 22 points, two threes, two rebounds, and two steals. Two for two, two, two. Garland also added in seven assists. Mitchell shot the ball well. Great to see him back. Jarrett Allen, he'd been a little bit down of late, but 13 and 15, five assists and two blocks gets him back on track. And Mobley had 14, 8, and 6. They demolished the Suns, really. Levert moved back to the bench. That's actually not a bad Karis Levert game. 13 points, seven assists, three steals, 60% shooting, and didn't take a free throw to miss. I still do not trust him as a 12-team league category guy. Points league, no problem. Category, no. Okoro started, had 14 points, while Lamar Stevens played 15 minutes, and with Garland slash Mitchell both back, the Discman, City Arsman, played just 14 minutes for three points. Kevin Love still rostered in an absolutely mind-blowing amount of 12-team leagues. What are you guys all doing who roster him? Four points in 18 minutes. What's the point? Why is he rostered in so many leagues? Please, explain yourself. I know you won't because you're probably not listening to this show, but what's, why, why is he rostered? The Suns, ooh, no. To make matters worse, to having no Booker, no Johnson, no Payne, no Crowder, no Paul, DeAndre Ayton tweaked his ankle in this game. I don't know how serious it is, but he's done that a few times this season. 30 minutes for Ayton, 14, 11, and 6. We'll wait and see on that one. Landale was was good, but we can't trust Landale or Biombo game to game because Monty Williams mixes it up. 14 and 5 for Jock with two threes, a steal and a block, while Biombo didn't play. They ended up starting Dario Saric in Chris Paul's place. Unsurprisingly, he did nothing. Three and four with two steals. They did this last time against Cleveland. Didn't work. But they went they did this, I think they did it last season as well. There was a team that they kept trying to match up bigs against, um, like Biombo and Aiton together, and it and it didn't work. And they tried again. Now it doesn't work, Monty. Playing inferior players doesn't work. Sharic, three and four, 26 minutes. Gross. Um, Landry Shamet. Look, I'm, I'm, the frustrating thing is the minutes are there and the shots are there. 33 minutes, 11 points, three threes, 14 shots. The problem is he doesn't hit enough. 29% and he does nothing else. This is why he has been one of the worst fantasy players over the past few years. I still think that he's worth having a crack at. But he's so empty and so inconsistent that, that I, I get moving on if you want to. Dwayne Washington had 25 points with five threes in 25 minutes. Look, we're not expecting Chris Paul out really any more time, but he might be. We just don't know. Washington is probably the guy to look at over Damian Lee, who had seven points in 26 minutes. But I also don't think that he's necessarily a must-roster player. But hold on to everything because Mikhail Bridges hit shots. 15 points with 70%. He had two steals as well. Still not a great game. He didn't get any free throws, no rebounds, or two rebounds, three assists. But at least some of the shots went in. But this team is a mess. If Aiton is out, it's even more of a mess. Um, yeah, you've got to be you've got to be a little bit worried, I guess, um, as to where things goes and where Chris Paul is and when he's going to return. And obviously Booker's out still for weeks. There's not a lot of questions, and I think that there's going to be so much inconsistency because of the caliber of players that they're actually um, playing out there that there's this, it's just going to be a ton of inconsistency with someone popping off and someone dropping back and just a bunch of stuff sort of all over the place. It's, it's really not looking particularly great for the Suns and their seeding. And look, even to be honest, not to be alarmist, but avoiding the plane, can they still do that? I I don't know. Things are going downhill very, very, very fast. Let's do the last game. 
the Hawks go into LA, knock off the Clippers 112-108. Trey Young played 35 minutes and had 30 points with eight assists and shot the ball well. Good, because he's been poor most of the season, but he's now he's starting to step it up, getting closer to top 20, which is, which is great. It was also a really good game for DeAndre Hunter. 20 points, 62% shooting. He had two steals. I'm probably more impressed at the moment that his steals are up as high as they are. The shooting is really good. It's strong. It's leading to good numbers. I don't think that that's going to stick, but the defensive stats is interesting. One thing we know with Hunter is his role is pretty locked in. He's playing 34, 35 minutes a night. Now, today we'll bring him inside the top 200 for the season, which he hasn't been. So that shows you how poor he has been. But it's a nice little streak, and I don't mind just a 12-team speculation while I have very little faith in it. Not a great DeJounte Murray night. He played 37 minutes. 16, 5, and 4 is okay, but no threes. No free throws at all, and 44% shooting continues to yeah, fall away from a red-hot start. And Bogdanovich was terrible. 15% shooting for Bogdan. 26 minutes, 4 points, 5 assists. Stick with him. Don't have to drop him after this, but this was just obviously a poor game. Collins had a little bit of foul trouble, 13-9 and nine with 3 blocks, and a Kongwu 5-9 and nine with 3 blocks in 35 minutes. We just keep rolling with a Kongwu until at least Capella is back, and then we probably stick for one more game after that and see uh, exactly how it goes. Jalen Johnson also, I thought, played well. 13-4, two threes, two steals, and a block. But his role is pretty inconsistent, so there's nothing we really do there. For the Clippers, Paul George was out again with that hamstring problem. Um, and Luke Kennard, dealing with the calf issue, was sidelined. Um, again, it's PG. It's a recurring hamstring problem. I don't know how long he's going to be out. He's missed two and a... He should never have... Look, he got injured on Monday. He should never have played Thursday. He sat out Friday. He sat out Sunday. I'd expect that he misses a couple more games this week. But what the Clippers did was something really interesting. They changed their starting lineup completely. They benched Reggie Jackson. They didn't replace him with John Wall. They started Terrence Mann. And then Reggie Jackson was not even a part of the rotation in the second half. He played eight minutes and Tony snelled it for an eight trillion. Obviously, he's a 14-team league drop, Reggie Jackson. As for Mann, 35 minutes, 14, eight, and four with two steals. So this, that's good. It's not just because Paul George was out though. And I think that's worth mentioning. Is he a 12-team league ad? I don't know about that, but he's not far away. If he's going to be their starting point guard for the short term and play 30-plus minutes, it's at least interesting. The usage won't be great, but it wasn't great here. He had 15% usage only. It's very interesting. If it's a Zubats' minutes continue to be an absolute roller coaster, 38 minutes, 17 and 18, great. But we know that prior to this, he'd really struggled. It's just hard to keep a track of. Well, can you believe that Kawhi Leonard played 38 minutes? 29 and 7, two threes, four assists, two steals. He didn't shoot well, 39%, but was 9 of 10 from the line. And yeah, that's obviously much better. That, this will push him inside the top 100 per game on the season. So we're still not anywhere near back, but the last, say, three, four weeks, I'd say it was pretty close to it. John Wall, 22 off the bench. Even though Reggie Jackson was benched, we don't need to add Wall. Batum started for Paul George. He had six points in 29 minutes. I honestly do not believe that uh, Batum is a 12-team league guy, nor do I think Norman Powell is, who had 14 in 31 minutes. Marcus Morris is closer to that. He's 15 and six, three threes, two steals, and a block, which is good. He got extra usage with Paul George out, but he's still not a top 140 player this season. He can be used in 12s, but I wouldn't say he's 100% a must. And that's this the story with a lot of these guys. Moses Brown, 10 rebounds in 10 minutes. That's pretty crazy, but he's not even a guarantee to play every single night. So the rotation continues to be uh, consistently frustrating, but now an interesting change with Terrence Mann moving in um, to be a starter, and we'll see how long that's able to stick for. 
the lines of the night, the monstrous goes to Killian Hayes. Can you believe that? The waiver wire line of the night goes to Andrew Nempard. The young gun of the night is Scotland Barnes, and the dud of the night is DeAnthony Melton. The top 10 players today in category leagues, number one was Killian Hayes, followed by Tyrese Halliburton, Scott Barnes, Shea Gildas-Alexander, Jim Harden, Miles Turner, Andrew Nempard, Kelly Olenek, Damian Lillard, and Christian Wood. Your top 10 players rostered in under 50% of leagues. Nempard at one, at least a 16-team guy, maybe 14. Paul Reed, if him beads out, we might stream. Um, Tyus Jones, yeah, like it for tomorrow. Uh, Montrez Harrell, obviously just an Embiid stream. Uh, Kenrich Williams, at least looking at 14 teams at the moment. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, not interested. Terrence Mann, a little bit interested, as I just talked about. Jock Landale, Jock Landale. Um, if Aiton is out, I still think that will go to Biombo as the starter. Um, and then Landale will play those backup minutes, and Biombo becomes like a fringe 12. If they do start Landale, he will be a 12-team league player, but the history suggests they won't. Um, Dwayne Washington, good numbers for Dwayno, but you know, do we what do we trust with his role? Twenty five minutes each of the last two games, and if Chris Paul plays, he's just not going to play that much. I don't mind having a look at him, but I don't think I'd rush to add him. And then Aaron Neesmith, he's at least pushing to be a twelve team league player at the moment. Neesmith, at pushing, if pushing. Um, four, uh, not fourteen. Uh, points league top ten players. Number one Barnes, followed by Miles Turner, Damian Lillard, Gildas Alexander, Harden, Bain. Jaron Jackson, Halliburton, Kawhi, and Killian Hayes. And guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.